Hello and welcome to the Wanderer podcast. Many thanks for downloading. My name is Phil Slatter and I'm joined again by Mr George Taylor in our Born End Bureau. Say hello George. Oh, good evening Phil. And of course Mr Simon Hall who runs our Flackwell Heath office. Say hello Simon. Hello gents, hello all. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Wanderer Podcast if you want to drop us a message. Now, when we last met, uh, we analysed the first half of the league season and the plan was to get together after the matches against QPR, Sheffield Wednesday and Birmingham to see how the team had fared in those crucial fixtures. However, superb victory over Preston in the FA Cup, followed by two COVID-19 outbreaks, have meant that all those matches have been postponed and the next match is the FA Cup fourth round tie against Tottenham Hotspur next Monday night at Adams Park, live on BT Sport. Sadly, it's going to be played behind closed doors. So, with that in mind, to what extent, Simon, are you looking forward to it? Um, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's um, we mentioned last 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 time that this season is about the football, less about the the event itself and the build up, and and that's very much the case of this game. So the fact that it's at home, um, because of the pandemic, is probably good for us because it, there's there's more of an opportunity. If ideally in a normal situation, we'd love to have gone to the Hotspur Stadium and. It would have been a fantastic day out, but you've kind of just got to forget about that and, and focus on the game. And what I'm really looking forward to actually is seeing how we fare because you know we've done we mentioned last time how we've done against how we performed against the bigger opponents and raised our game. We could see how we go against an extremely good Premier League team. No matter what team they field, Spurs have got strength in depth, haven't they? So actually it's a real test. You know, there's Premier League teams where I've to a certain extent, fancy us, but Spurs is a real test. I mean, they've got the likes of Gareth Bale in the reserve team, do you know what I mean? So, looking forward to it as a match. But, like everyone, love to have been there, but you've just got to put that aside, haven't you? On, on that subject, George, do you think that it's kind of almost a relief that we're not, we weren't drawn away? Because that would have been a real disappointment, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think we had a chat about it beforehand that it was guaranteed to be a, a, a big away draw that we, in the one time we couldn't make it. Um, I, I don't know, relief is the right word, but, it, it, you know, I think the um, <clears throat> the fact that it's a, it's a Premier League team, home or away, you take, we'll take it whatever, to be honest. I think the the fact that it's been moved to TV, um, I think is, uh, is, is fantastic for us. It, it makes up for uh, what would have been a big payday. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's, some, that's some form of recompense, if nothing else. Yeah, I think on the sort of subject of it being behind closed doors. I mean, everyone sort of says, no, you've got to play great Tottenham. And it's always, there's always that little caveat about us not being able to attend. But on that, there's, there's not, not really sort of silver linings, but looking at the positives, on one hand, it's not like only one, only you're missing out. Everyone's missing out. No one can go. So you've got to sort of think of it from that perspective um, and, and, and seize the opportunity. And I will sort of say, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to go to the, the Millwall match um, as one of the sort of sanitising team to sanitise the, the match day balls and things like that and as, as enjoyable as that was in a way and interesting there was a kind of when we scored the goal I sort of found myself on my own in the corner of the pitch at the other end sort of celebrating all by myself and I, you know if, if you're kind of there in the current circumstances that's what you'd be doing whereas if you're at home at least you can maybe be with your family and enjoy it from that perspective so you've got someone to share the moment with when, uh, when we go sitting up. And you adjust, don't you? You know, I mean, we we said last time that it's 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 not good because it is about the football and all that sort of stuff. But you do adjust, and I think 
we I think to a certain extent, certainly I, I've adjusted and thought, okay, well, I've just got to look forward to it, and, and that's that really. I mean, I know a couple of games we've been to, you know, when when they allowed four thousand, two thousand fans in, it it didn't it felt like a friendly, didn't it? It didn't feel like so. Actually, quite frankly, it is what it is, and you just you just adjust quickly and, and try and enjoy it for for for, for what it is. Um, and yeah, as you say, you're in with your family, you're in the warmth, which is a, probably a bit of an added bonus at the moment. It's freezing outside, so <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, get a, get a car in and just enjoy it at home. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we say, sort of seize the opportunity. And the other thing I will say, I mean, if you remember, just before Christmas, the Thursday morning before uh, the QPR game, we were all scrabbling about to sort out our tickets for the game. And then suddenly at midday, the government said, you're moving into tier four, which meant we wouldn't have, well, no, moving into tier three before they'd invented tier four, wasn't it? Which meant that there would be no crowd of the match. And that was a real kicker. So I just think, imagine if that was the situation right now when you've got your hand on one of the 2,000 tickets and then suddenly they changed tiers on Friday and we wouldn't be able to go. That would be a real, real kick yeah. in the teeth. Um, so, yeah, you, yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, you know, the club, the club want to get people in as soon as possible. But I think as fans, we only want to go there when it's full on, full on again, isn't it? Where you can have a beat and laugh at your mates and you can actually enjoy it for what it is. You don't want to be sort of go there when it's in the middle of like you know rules and regulations and goalposts shifting and all that sort of stuff. It's just it's not the same. I'd, I'd rather wait. Um, so, but obviously as a club and a co-host, want want to get people in as quickly as possible. Yeah, to a point. But I mean, I think even if there was, they were allowed a crowd of about two thousand. That would be a real shame for those that missed out, as as it was for the yeah. games that we had for the people. Obviously, some people did miss out. Season ticket holders missed out from the games against Stoke and QPR. So, mm. you know, there is that. But moving on to the actual matches, um, the matches, match itself, it will um, all be settled on Monday night, no replays um, because of the sort of condensed season. Um, what are our realistic chances of winning this game? Um, I would say slim to none. Um, uh, obviously, there is a gulf in, in, in class between the, between the two sides. I think if you're looking at um, if you're looking at form, probably the the one of the big pointers will be Spurs' third round game against Marine uh, away, um, <clears throat> five nil winners, and it's it's always difficult to when those when those games are being played and you've got the the big Premier League team against a, a non-league team, um, usually the 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 gulf in in class is is fairly evident. But sometimes the Premier League teams do sometimes struggle with with those teams because they do play a de- completely different um, style of football. The pitches are going to be strange. The ground is going to be strange. You know, you're getting changed in a car park kind of thing. I have to admit, I, I watched most of that game, and Spurs were professional from minute one to to the to the final whistle. Um, they were absolutely superb. Uh, Marine probably did quite well to keep it below five nil, to keep it to five nil. To be honest, they Spurs Spurs could have run right at one point. Uh, they were hugely, hugely professional. A lot of their players weren't necessarily the first teamers, um, and uh, they they were just uh, they were they were absolutely excellent. They bought on Gareth Bale after about an hour or so, um, and if they turn up with that sort of same team and same mentality, uh, it'll be a very tricky day. Uh, for us, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I think um, I think I think the the thing is is that you know obviously Wickham you, you put Wickham in a cup game, uh, it's never say never and it's never say die. So you you never write us off. But uh, 
but I was particularly impressed with Spurs that day. They've they've been very workmanlike in the Premier League as well. Um, so uh, so hugely hugely tricky opponent. But as you said, Simon, I mean we we like to play without much possession. You know, been well over a year since we had more than fifty percent of the ball, um, and that is definitely what's going to happen. I would say on, on Monday night, Spurs are going to have more of the ball, but we're used to playing without it, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've already said, but I think of, of all the teams to play, Spurs is certainly one of the tougher tests. Even as I say, even even from Premier League teams, you look at there would have been a few I would have thought we could have had a good good battle against. I mean, but we you know beginning of the season when we were when we were faced with like sort of Watford and Norwich, etc. Not they're not the same. They're, they're certainly not the same type of team as Spurs. But we put in a performance against all odds. So. Slim to none. You're probably right, but I think we could give it a good go. And it's worth saying, I've just had a look. Spurs' next game three days later is Liverpool. So that, but that that may or may not <laughs> have, a, well, have an impact. But it doesn't matter who they field. They've got an Alfie it, divider, sixteen-year-old who, who could bang them in, and he's so they've got players in, in much lower down their ranks who can still put in a good performance. They 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 started Carl is it Carlos Vinicius on uh, yeah. against Marine. Yeah. He was absolutely he was absolute class. Yeah, uh, scored a hat trick. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the guys the guys had about eight minutes this season so far in in the league. I, he, I think he's played quite a lot of, quite a lot of time in the um, uh, in the European games for them. But I don't think he's, yeah. he's had much Premier League time. So, um, there's other there's others as well as you say that that Harry Devine I think he played that day as well and uh, you know they can bring on guys like guys like that. They got Joe Roden on the bench and Swansea. He was a class player in the Championship. He he could play. You know he's a quality player. But they just got to sit in the reserves. Uh, Harry Winks didn't necessarily with first team. They, they, yeah, they, it's going to be tough. But I'm, I'm looking but forward to. It. On on that subject, you say right. It doesn't matter who they field. Okay. Now we've proved over the years just how much. Of a, over recent years, just how much of a team game it is. It's not about having a collection of talented individuals and that sort of thing. It's about playing as a unit. And when we played Spurs back in uh, 2017, one of the reasons we flew into that 2-0 lead, I believe, was because they made something like nine changes to their starting 11 from the week before. And what we were doing, we were on an incredible run. We were got through to the semi-finals of the checker trade. We were doing very well in the league. We'd knocked um, Chesterfield and Stourbridge out of the FA Cup. And one of the reasons for that was that Ainsworth was just, he was playing largely the same team week in, week out. And they all knew what they were doing. They all knew their job. So when it came to having set pieces and so forth, we all knew what we were doing. They were at sixes and sevens. Now, obviously, as we know what happened late on in that game, they just had that bit of quality. They could bring players like you know, Dembele and Dele Alli off the bench and had some up front and that was just had enough to beat us. But... If they make too many changes and they're too disjointed, and we're playing as a unit, that's going to play into our hands. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely absolutely spot on. I think that that's did that is what happened uh, uh, those uh, three or four years ago. Um, one interesting point I'll, I'll pick up on is um, I'd actually uh, have Spurs down as um, having quite low possession stats this year. Um, a lot of their play has been about absorbing pressure from other teams and then hitting them on the break with Son and, and Kane. Um, uh, but actually, their their possession is just below the fifty percent mark uh, in the league this year. Um, 
So I, I'm not sure because obviously our possession is, is is super low as well. It was I kind of wondered well who's who's going to have the ball if if you've got two teams like that. But actually Spurs' <laughs> position isn't too bad. So I think we should assume that their possession stats will be somewhere in the sort of high 60, 70 percent uh, uh, kind of category. Um, but on that subject of continuity, Simon, we saw a few changes um, for the side for the game against Preston. We saw uh, Jason McCarthy coming into the side. We saw obviously. Piazzi starting and a couple of other changes as well. Does Ainsworth stick with that team or does he play a stronger I, side like the one that he's, he's been playing in the league? Well, I think stick with the side that, that, that beat Preston, having Carl, I've said Carl, I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to say We're going to call him Carl now, that's his name. Having Carl and Admiral up, up top, that was quite a tasty prospect, wasn't it? So I'd like to see those two unleashed against Spurs. Well, um, what about McCleary? Well, yeah, no, yeah, it's a fair point. I, I would, I would put in Blooms. I think having an experienced head in a game like that would be useful. I was thinking about this. I think Blooms in the in the centre of of Gabe or Thompson might be quite might be quite a good idea. Um, I just I just think yeah, someone like Blooms might might bring in a bit of calm actually. Um, when we're when we're potentially up against it. Um, so and then having Maka at the back. Um, well, you say Maka, but then you know, do you um, do you play him or do you play well, Jack Grimmer? Well, indeed, we're going to be more defensive minded. Grimmer, quite frankly, I but think just I'll go for stronger option. Hmm. Mack had a good game, I thought, against um, Preston. Probably yeah. the best of the season, but he, he was getting forward quite a lot and, and putting in the crosses. Whereas we're going to be on the back foot a lot more, as we've discussed. We think so. Absolutely, Grimmer has to come in. Um, <clears throat> we don't know whether we're going to have Stuart or anyone else back. Um, but we can't. Can we really answer this question? I don't know. We don't know who at the club has had COVID or how they caught it or anything like that. So we're not going to mm. go into the details. We're not going to be mm. one of these idiots online that pretends they know what happened or bones about it without any of the facts to hand. But uh, it is Thursday. The club have been back in training. Um, the team are back in training today. So that gives them, what well, I would say, four full days training if they train Saturday and Sunday. But it will be the first game for over two weeks. So what effect is that going to have? Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? It's it's this is a little bit of a great unknown because, on on the one hand, you could say actually the break was probably quite uh, the enforced break was was quite well received at, at particularly this time of the season. You've not long had the had the Christmas period, and uh, so actually a, a mid January break is is probably well received. Not being able to train though that adds a, a huge twist uh, into the into the mixture, and I think that that will definitely have an effect now. Can you get you can you get a, a team and a squad um, match ready after that break in 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 three or four days? Um, you would hope so. You would hope so. You know the the guys have have, have almost certainly been been training at home and, and keeping them keeping themselves uh, tip top. So um, I, I'm not sure how much of an effect that will have. Actually, I, I think I think they'll be match ready. Um, going into Monday, I think we're we're quite lucky. It is Monday. I don't know if that if that's if that's uh, luck, more luck or judgment. But the fact that it is Monday and that gives you that extra day or two to prepare that that that's fallen quite nicely. Uh, yeah. I really do. I really don't think it's going to have too much of an impact, and and we'd be will be sort of pretty much a hundred percent to be honest. And Simon, surely having those games called off against QPR on Wednesday is that? I mean. I was going to say, surely that's a benefit. I mean, obviously, that it means there's less injuries and maybe they should be a bit more rested. Yeah. But also, is there a danger of being rusty from over two weeks without a game? Yeah. I, Who knows? I think it 
it probably is a benefit, but it's not like we had a sort of the summer pre-season where for a while you haven't been playing. We've been playing at you know at full pace before then. You know we were we were at our peak against like to Preston and games before that we were playing really well, playing good football. Fitness was a, a prime, I would say, in the squad. You don't lose that in two weeks. Although you, I, I guess you you could be surprised in, in terms of you know how much off the pace you could be. But I think we should be okay, actually. A bit of a wishy-washy answer, but I think we should be okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, where we were two weeks ago. Um, I, it, the, the question that you sort of touched on, Phil, is you know the reason the games were, were, were cancelled is because of don't want to say COVID, but because of COVID, and and therefore we don't know what impact that's had from a from a health perspective on the squad and what people what what they were doing for about two weeks. You know, they we we don't know who's ready to play and who isn't. Quite frankly, do we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we we may find out in a few weeks' time. I mean, we know that Carl had um, COVID a few weeks back. Yeah, and that was yeah. only recently revealed. But I, I think the evidence as to whether the side's going to be rusty or not, the Perhaps the uh, the best the best example to look at if you want to be positive is the the game against Fleetwood. I mean, we didn't play. We played what 29th of Feb, and didn't play again till very end of June, and you know just flew out of the blocks and three one up at half time and four one terrific performance. Probably probably one of our best performances of the season. Um, and we had I don't think we'd won. We had we're quite a poor away record. I don't think we'd scored that many away from home, and then suddenly we just flew into that one. So that was kind of a, a suggestion that the, the rest would do us some good. Who knows? Yeah, you could argue with Toss either way. If you've got a packed schedule and you don't get time to think about it, that could potentially play in your favour. If you've got time to think about the game, it could you could overthink it, couldn't you? So it's, I don't know, you could argue either way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can, if we lose, we'll blame it. And um, if, if we win, then we can, uh, we can just like say, well, look, how, look how brilliantly we've dealt with it. I, mean, I was looking at the fixtures, though. I mean, this is kind of our last single game week, unless there's any more postponements. I think we're then Saturday, Tuesday or Saturday, Wednesday, um, from the end of Jan right through to the end of March. And then we go into Easter. So it's um, pretty full on, especially after we, we thrash Spurs 5-0 and we've got to play Everton. We then have another, have another mm. match rearranged. So it's going to be tough to win the FA Cup and... Sneak a promotion spot, isn't it? Sneak a playoff spot. I can't I'll see. I'll take a boy in one nil, by the way, Phil. That's fine. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, would you take winning the FA Cup and staying up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to answer that question. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you're going to have to see the impact because the games are going to come. We sort of had over two weeks without a game, and then they're going to just come really, really thick and fast. But this time for the, uh, the moment in the pub that we like to call Bet Taylor, where Mr. George Taylor provides us with the odds. So, George, what, what, what's a good bet for Monday night? Well, it's a tricky one this week, Phil. Um, Wickham are 10 to 1 to uh, take, the, take the win and put their name in the hat for the fifth round. Uh, Spurs are 2 to 9 uh, on, and the draw is 11 to 2. So, um, possibly not much in the way of value going on, uh, certainly on the full time result. A um, couple of numbers that I'll flag up for you. Um, Wickham to win in extra time. So if you fancy uh, maybe Wickham to, to hold Spurs or, or, or like we did at White Hart Lane, take an early goal or two lead um, and then uh, maybe get pegged back in the second half and take them into extra time. And uh, if you fancy an, 
uh, Akinfenra winner maybe perhaps in the in the in the dying moments of extra time that will that will take you to 40 to 1 so that might be worth a few of your pennies um, I'm just looking at some of maybe the goal scorer um, odds as well um, I mean Harry Kane for instance you know he's he's three to ten to Who? score at any time um he's but one is, of their strikers he, i think he's done quite well recently is he oh, gonna okay. play um, is he three days you, for well and and to Him be honest even if, he's, even if he's not uh carlos venetius is odds on to score any time uh, as is uh hyongmon son um gareth bale uh to score the first goal is four to one um and delhi alley's in there as well uh and he's five to four to score any time uh uh, Lucas Moira five to four to score any time might interest a few people, but obviously I don't really like playing these short these short prices. Um, let's have a look, look down down the list. Alex Samuel um, to score the first goal sixteen to one. That might be a play. Uh, Scott Scott Cash get fourteen to one. So maybe one of those guys for for a bit more value. Well, Wickham to score any time. You that one. Uh, Wickham to score any time. So Wickham to score a goal. Yeah. Um. Let's just see if you you caught me on the hop a little bit there. Um, <laughs> I think it won't be too long. I need to I need to uh, scroll down. Um, when you said scored a goal, I thought you were buying time in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want if you want both <laughs> teams, throw, if you want both teams to score, you're looking at seven to ten, which is actually quite skinny odds. But if you're looking at Wickham to be the only team to score, you'll you'll get twenty to one for that. Yeah. So, uh, that. so maybe there's a sneak sneaky bit of value in there, perhaps. So yeah, if you if you do win out of any of those bets, then uh, the podcast takes twenty five percent of your of your price stake. Um, right, I'm going to put you on the spot, gents. Give us a score prediction. Simon, you go first. Uh, four one Spurs. I'm afraid. Don't like that, George. Can you do better Simon. Than that? Simon's probably quite realistic, but I'm going to stick with my uh, extra extra time dream story. So I'm going to say we'll we'll be two all in regular time, and Akin Fenra winner forty to one five quid on that. Taylor Taylor buys the drinks when the pub's open. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. Hope you're right, George. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to say one one. We're going to go to penalties. It's going to be four four. We're going to make it five four, and then. Purely because it's so overdue, Ryan Allsop is going to save the fifth penalty. I was doing some just a random check on this, and I think the last 15 penalties he's faced, 14 of them have been scored, and the one one wasn't was the shootout against Brentford, and that was put over the bar. I think this is the discussion point for the next pod, isn't it? Mm. Sounds like it. We'll, we'll pick we'll apart Ryan Allsop's penalty saving. Well, but just penalties in general, that could be the next yeah. time. Um, yeah, so he's, he's long overdue. I think the last one he saved was AFC Wimbledon away, uh, season before last when we, we lost two one. Um, I think that was the, that would have been the last one. So that's what's going to happen. So you've got two people saying Wickham are going to win, one saying they're going to lose. So we will see how things go. Um, but that brings us nicely to the end. Thanks for um, downloading, streaming, or listening. However you've been uh, joining. Anything you want to add to the conversation, gents? Any last comments? No. No, I hope I'm wrong on my bet. That's what I'm saying. Monday, Monday night, enjoy the game. BT Sport, yep. happy days. Yep. If you've liked what you heard, please do leave a review. Uh, tell your friends. Don't forget we're on Twitter at Wanderer Podcast, and we will be back to discuss the fifth round tie against Everton or Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham's relentless march up the Championship table. So stay positive. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks, guys. Wandering with you.